host Eva and I'm here with another episode of Currently Benching, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also take a few extra seconds to wait and comment. It is all greatly appreciated. So yeah, we are here to discuss season two of Alex Ryder. I was about to call him Alan. My gosh, already starting off. (laughs) But on that note, if you are new here, just a couple of things to help you navigate this episode. So it is just me. This is a solo hosted show. So these are all my opinions. I appreciate feedback and comments and all that as long as it's done in a respectful manner. I'm going to go all over the place. I'm not going to go on a linear line. I'm going to repeat myself as I often do, and I am horrible at names, so I can get somebody's name wrong. That is highly likely. Also, there are going to be spoilers for anything associated (laughs) to this show, Um, so that includes books and things like that, although I did not read the books for this show, so we should be fine there, but there is something that I read in an article, and I don't consider it spoilery, but other people might, but again there are going to be spoilers. So this is your warning. Uh, yeah, I think I covered everything. I may be missing something, but you know, it is what it is. Let's get into it. So season two of Alex Ryder, I just want to say that they just snuck this one (laughs) on us, or at least on me, because I had no clue that this was dropping until I turned my TV on, on like Thursday, I want to say. And it was showing up in my up next on Apple TV. And I was like, wait a minute, I did not plan for this. <laughs> and you guys know I have been working to try to be a little more organized and um, plan out <laughs> the episodes. And so I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, it works out because this fits for this week. And then thankfully everything else is a little pushed off. So we shouldn't be too jam packed, but like you guys are going to get more than I usually give in a December. So <laughs> there is that. But um, yeah, and so I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that they dropped season two and I had no clue it was coming. But then also, but then I was like, no, I think I did know that it was coming because I went through and checked a bunch of shows that were like dropping on streaming services. And I feel like this was on there and it must've just slipped my mind. But either way, it dropped, it came, I watched it. <laughs> I did not watch it on that day. I waited to watch it until, I wanna say Friday. And I watched it all in one sitting. It was really easy, it was only eight episodes. And if you listen to my season one um, thoughts, then you know how much I enjoyed this show, surprisingly. I thought it was a fun show and I was looking forward to another season. I'm coming out of this one, put pretty much the same feelings overall great show I think the um acting or like the actors chosen for their roles really fit I I felt like I saw growth from season one to season two with some of the actors um specifically like just their performance um which was nice to see everyone felt very comfortable in their roles and just felt like we were just jumping right back in there and we were just gonna let it all roll. So I don't know, getting back into this, I was like, oh no, I don't really remember what happened in season one, but thankfully there was a recap (laughs) and that kind of helped set things in motion. 
um, for me to be like, okay, yeah, this is what happened. So where we, and for those who are new, I don't generally recap the show. I just give my thoughts on things that happen throughout. So if you're expecting like a full recap, which is weird, I don't know, it's weird to me to recap something that we all just watched versus talk about the things that I thought were important or at least important to me. But anyway, <laughs> that was a random thought. But yeah, so um, where we start off is we think that, I mean, we know Alex is not going to have a normal life. Um, and if you've read the books, then you know that. And the books are by Anthony Horowitz. I didn't read the books, of course, but like there are a ton of books for this. So I'm only to assume that we can continue to tell multiple stories with this. And the way that we left off since we it was the first season was more so like an introduction to Alex and kind of what his life as a teen spy looks like. It's like, duh, there's going to be more stories. <laughs> so he thinks he's going to have a quiet life, but he thinks he is seeing um, Yasin Gregorovich. You guys know I said I was going to mess some names. So like, hopefully I said that right, Gregorovich. <laughs> and so Jack is like, oh, we're going to go on vacation. I have to say, I thought Tom was great season one. Tom season two <laughs> was not here for the shits. Like he had like attitude like if he was giving attitude a lot this season sometimes I was here for it sometimes I was like okay Tom seriously seriously calm down <laughs> but um so because they go on this vacation or mini vacation getaway I can't remember what they call it in the UK they don't call it vacation but <laughs> because they went on vacation this is where he meets Sabina and her father, and then that's when there's the big explosion at their house, and this kind of sets off the events. Now, Alan Blunt was always kind of like a shady person, but he comes off even more shady at the beginning of this because when Alex showed up at where he thought um, the team was still like located at, and you can see him on the cameras, and then Mrs. Jones was like, oh, what is it? And he was like, nothing. It was like... What are you up to? And then we find out that he has been um, getting like notes directly from a therapist that Alex has been seeing, which kudos to them. Alex needs to be seeing a therapist because they pulled him into a life prematurely that he probably should not be a part of. But like, here we are. So good on them for making sure he gets therapy. But then also it was kind of like they dusted their hands of him. So it's like, oh, we don't need you anymore go be a teen don't ever reach out to us even if you're in trouble like you can die it felt like that was kind of severe <laughs> so um I don't know I just thought that that was weird that that is what was um going on or that's the way that at least Blunt was approaching it but even if you look at everyone else like Mrs. Jones she kind of straddled the fence a little bit because she was like oh we never like you never, you don't not listen to your agents or whatever it is that she was saying. But then she also was kind of like playing a vaccine. and was like, oh, we should stay out of it. But like, she had like one foot in, one foot out kind of a thing. And it was really Smithers <laughs> who seemed to actually genuinely care about what was happening to Alex and actually give him the time of day to talk to him, talk to them um, because he could see clearly that Alex seemed to be 
quite a few steps ahead of them and seemed to have more relevant information than they were able to find. Like they were finding information, but it was all like information that um, Yasin wanted them to find versus information that would help them prevent Damien Cray from eventually doing what he wanted to do. And we're going to get into Damien Cray because the thing that I wrote multiple times throughout watching this was, what is his plan? <laughs> like literally, I wrote that so much and they held on tight to what his actual plan was to the end. Like some of it I could parse out, but I still was like, the, you guys, if you listen for a while, then you know like the motive behind why our villain does whatever it is that they do or our antagonist does whatever they do. It has to be strong for it to work. And it was like, I get it, you're sad, but this happened to your brother. And it's traumatic because he's the one who found his brother, but this happened to his brother. I know I said I was going to get to Damien, but like, we're here, so let's just sit here. Um, this happened to your brother when you were a kid. You're like 40s, I want to say, maybe, possibly. Like, he has to at least be in his 40s. And you carry this, yeah, he has to at least be in his 40s. And I'm assuming to get to, I don't know. Either way, you carry this for all that time to the point where you were like, we're going to essentially heist Air Force One, take over the nuclear codes, and literally bomb all the drug-heavy areas where the drugs come from. And it's just like insane when you talk about it out loud, but also <laughs> you I can see why it's really unbelievable and why um, Alan and like Mr. Jones and all of them were kind of struggling with believing Alex and that anything that he was going through was connected to like the overall thing that was happening with um, the threats that they thought that the president and Damien were getting. But I say all of that to say it was, so there's a couple things I wanna talk about. Let's talk about Alex and him like being ahead of everything, but then also kind of like jeopardizing information. So when they found out about the hacker or whatever, and because Alex is like, oh, this is all tied to what happens to Sabina's father, um, there has to be some bigger thing that's going on that's related to Damien Craig, because that's the person who he or who her father was focusing on. And I mean, it was pretty obvious that Damien Craig was gonna play a big role in whatever was happening, because you guys know I take notes. And so I literally wrote, well, one, I wrote on the first episode, Damien Craig, I was like, why does that name sound familiar? I feel like we just make all the villains or antagonists named Damien or Craig or some combination of the two. But I was like, I feel like this is gonna be a thing. Then also he's launching this really big game no one thought it was weird that he literally had countdown across the world. <laughs> that would give me anxiety. Like when they did that aerial shot of all the countdown clocks and no one blinked an eye to be like, why are all these countdown clocks everywhere? What are we counting down to? Is this game really that important? Like it just seemed like the biggest red flag that something bigger than what 
then like a game launch was happening just because so much money was put into making people interested in downloading this game. So I don't know. I thought that that was a red flag and for this to be like an organization or an agency that's supposed to be ahead of all the agencies that like the public would be familiar with. It just seemed weird that they weren't really like, oh, it's a game, what can it do, like whatever. As the viewer, and I'm sure lots of people watching it was like, oh, and I'm just talking about people who aren't familiar with the books or haven't read the books because I'm not sure if any of this is in the books. But as a viewer, like you're like, okay, Damien Cray, clearly he's gonna be a problem. Oh, there's this big game launch, hmm, that seems weird. Also, the fact that Alex was like, oh, Yasin has been following me. Like, I saw him at my friend's house leaving before the house blew up with her father in it, and no one blinked the eye. But then when it's confirmed after Yasin literally assassinates a bunch of hackers, and they get video showing that he is indeed in London, and they still didn't want to listen to him, it was just like... <laughs> What the heck? But I will say, and I wrote this in my notes, Alex wanted to die. Like every time he confronted someone, I was like, oh my gosh, this kid wants to die. Like he was just straight up like aggressive. <laughs> I don't know if that's the, the right word for this, but he was straight up like, no, I'm gonna get my answers. When he um, approached I can't remember what his name is, but the guy who worked for Damien, who was friends with Sabina, Sabina's dad, when he approached him, like just literally straight up outside, I was like, dude, are you trying to get shot? Are you trying to get assassinated? Are you trying to get taken out? Because that's what I feel like is happening. So I don't know. That was all fun and games. All oh, the hacker's name is Smoke Mirror. I was like, I know I wrote his name down, but of course it's something that wouldn't stand out as a name. Um, what else? Oh, I love the scenes when Alex had to literally lie and say that he was K7, which it was a fun twist to see that K7 was Kyra. So it was a great way to like tie in like one of the kids from season one because it was kind of like, oh, point blank happened or point blank, point blank, whatever that happened. And then it was like, oh, it's over. Like move on. What actually happened to those kids? I don't know, but we knew that Kyra's parents had been murdered in season one. And so it was a fun twist to see that she was actually UK7, the one who was number one on the leaderboard for the um, game. And so, but of course, Alex didn't know that when um, him and the, oh my gosh, I don't want to call him old guy, <laughs> but uh, when him and the guy who worked for Damien made the choice to be like or came to the decision that Alex would pose as K7 and as you're watching it you're like we've seen Tom playing this game especially a lot in episode one because we had the whole scene where he was like giving advice to the other kids who were playing the game and so you're thinking as a viewer oh he's gonna like give advice to Alex and Alex gonna be able to because at this point we don't know what the game like what the game looks like that Damien wants to have these kids play because he wants to live stream it or whatever but um he tries 
to like, I feel like you can't really teach someone to be like the number one top player of some game like that in like less than 24 hours. And so thankfully the game involved archery, <laughs> which Alex is skilled in. And that was fun to watch. But I also was like, oh my gosh, is Damien gonna kill him? Because when you see, and even at this point, cause you know the game is involved in some way and like the overall plan that Damien has, but it's still unclear exactly what his plan what his plan is because I wrote in my notes in episode three, I was like, so is it the game or is it the person behind the game before? I think we hadn't really officially met Damien Cray yet. And so as it goes, as like the show continues, it's like, oh, obviously it's something to do, it's the person behind the game and it's something to do with the actual game but it's unclear and so i was like okay is he gonna have them like mind control the players in the game some way but even if he did that like what is the end goal is he trying to like mind mind control people to not do drugs like <laughs> it just wasn't making sense to me and so when we get to this point where um you have alex posing as k7 and he's playing the game and damien is like up. Oh, wait a minute he's actually really good and Evelyn's kind of like freaking out because I don't know she was a very weird character like she was a weird character but then her and Damien's dynamic was also weird and it, I kind of was like are they like were they a thing or are they a thing have they ever tried being a thing because their relationship and communication is weird but also her loyalty to him like even if you take away just her on her own having questioning tendencies like her loyalty to him is also concerning. <laughs> so I don't know, but when that, the shocks, like the lightning came out the sky and then the, the shocking him literally almost to death and his nose is bleeding. I was like, oh my gosh, is he gonna kill him <laughs> on the live stream? Like you are live literally on social media with thousands of people watching and you're literally gonna kill this kid. So I don't know, that was a very like good intense action moment without it being like super action. And I think that's one of the things that um, this season did a good job of because I feel like in the first season, if I'm remembering correctly, it was a lot, of, it was a lot more like hand-to-hand -hand combat kind of uh, action and choreo and stuff like that. Whereas this season, like they utilized the story well and it still felt like there was action happening without it being like hand-to-hand -hand combat fight scenes. <laughs> so like the whole um, game scene sequences were, was like really good high action and then him escaping with the game and then trying to get out the building. Like, yeah, he fought a couple of the guards, but it was still like, you felt like the elevation and the heightenedness, that's not a word, I made it up, <laughs> of the moment. And then even when they broke into um, Clay's, Clay's craze building to get the code to unlock or get the full code from the game that was like buried behind a firewall. I don't know, clearly I don't do coding and stuff like that because I'm just literally <laughs> making up stuff. But when they broke in there to get the full code to see 
like exactly what it is that Crave was up to. Like even that was high. That was a high intense sequence of scenes up until, and I literally wrote this down for the episode, up until Alex jumps up to save the old man. I'm just gonna call him old man because I, I still can't find his name. <laughs> up until um, Alex jumps up to save the old man from being shot. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was dumb. I literally wrote that out because either way, he's gonna die whether you be quiet and watch him die or you jump up and scream for him to stop and still watch him die. Like he was gonna die regardless. So I don't know, I just felt like it made no sense. <laughs> like I get it from a moral standpoint, but like as of you're watching it, I'm like, he's gonna die either way. So <laughs> like this doesn't help anything but expose that you guys are there and potentially expose what you're up to. And there were quite a few like dumb moments that happened here. So that was one of them. They get restrained. Freaking Cray is insane. Like his level of insanity. Like we got we got a glimpse of it when um Alex was posing as K7. But when Cray catches him and Kyra, we see him go from like maybe a 20 to like a thousand real quick. And I was just like, first of all, these are kids. So you don't really know where they're coming from if they have parents, like a family. So you're just gonna straight up murder these kids and not even blink an eye. The whole part when they escape, which the other dumb moment that happens is that it was smart that they were able to turn off the monitors and keep them black while they continue to download the code. But then it was not smart that when Kyra took, like unplugged everything, she just left the cord there so that they can know that someone had plugged something in because it hadn't been there before. So that was dumb. But then they're trying to escape the building and I don't know, it's like, because they did the, um, like the stakeout or whatever where they were trying to figure out how to get into the building because it just was not really, it didn't seem secure looking at it, but then the closer up you guys like, oh no, you could die if you just try to run through these electrical fences. But then also it's a lot of land and they're pretty out there in the middle of nowhere. And I feel like when you have a lot of land and you're in the middle of nowhere, you kind of have a lot of privacy to do whatever you want without a lot of consequences. And that was the case here because when they got out, Kyra and Alex think that, oh, we're good. We just need to keep running and we're safe, but then no. And I was like, why is he so calm? <laughs> because, or why is Damien so calm? Because he noticed, he realizes that they essentially, or um, Evelyn tells him that they downloaded the code for the game. But then he also sees that the tube thing was stolen, which at the mo at that moment, I didn't know what the tube thing was. I thought it was liquid in it, <laughs> but no, it was a fingerprint. Um, and we don't find that out until later, but he was like upset, but also kind of like putting these gloves on. I was like, what is happening here? And then he pulls, brings out this killer drone, I don't even know another name to get, give it, this killer drone, and essentially attempts 
to murder three teenagers, like in cold blood, doesn't even care. <laughs> Literally told security to come inside so they wouldn't be a witness. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this literally took a turn. Like he was persistent and for a long time, like that scene, that scene or sequence of scenes went on for so long. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like we're never going to get out of this. I don't even know how you guys are going to get out of this because he's not giving up. And at that moment, I thought I was a little more behind than, um, or a little farther ahead than I thought I was because one, I didn't mention this, but this show is on IMD TV and not on Prime. So there are commercials, which I was like, oh, irritating, but whatever. But then also when you watch on Prime and like the next episode comes, it'll have like the little preview where it's um, like the wheel is counting down. But then it also says uh, like the next episode's name, like the number in the name. And for some, and then it has hide. So you can like select hide and they'll like continue to play the end credits. And then I think it goes to the next episode or it goes back to like the menu with all the episodes in it. I can't remember because I always let it play to the next episode. I never select hide. So for some reason, because <laughs> I take notes, I put one of the episodes, it had to be like episode five. I feel like episode five in the episode title hide and i was like why is this off why does it not seem right and i was just <laughs> i'm laughing at myself because it was so bizarre because i was watching it and about like 20 minutes in and i didn't realize it until like later when the about two episodes later i didn't realize it but i was watching the same episode i thought was titled hide 20 minutes in I scroll down to see like the episode description and I see a different episode name. So in my mind, I thought somehow I watched the entire episode titled Hide and missed that this next episode started. <laughs> I also, I was just sitting there like, oh my gosh, there's no way, there's no way almost two hours of time passed and I couldn't separate it. I was, it was so funny. So finally, because I, I can't even remember how I ended up doing it, but I ended up going to IMDb for some reason, and I realized that there was not an episode titled Hide, <laughs> and that I did not mysteriously miss, like, an entire episode, and so, yeah, I say all that to say it was funny, but anyway, so that whole thing, insanity, and so then we finally figure out, thanks to... So one, they go back, Alice connects with Mrs. Jones and it's like, listen, <laughs> Damien just tried to kill us in cold blood all about this game. Like the game is the thing. And so she takes Kyra and connects her with Smithers to figure out what it is that the game is going to do. Thank you for them because they put it in plain human terms, <laughs> exactly what it was that he was trying to do. And he's going to use the game as a supercomputer to help them be able to take over um, Air Force One. So that was helpful. <laughs> but it's interesting to see her. Um, and it's also it's like, so you guys are pulling another kid into this like agency life, like in a way, and not really learning from 
what happened with Alex, but okay. Um, but yeah, so they do that. They figure out, even though Blunt is like on his whole other trajectory of like, no, it's about the present or whatever. And so thankfully Alex is smart. And when he gets the call from Damien, who at this point is just like, screw everything. <laughs> I'm just a straight up psychopath. And my, and I'm going to get to my end goal one way or another. And he's like, oh, we have Sabina, like just straight up kidnapping children. <laughs> so weird. And he's, and so Alex was smart enough to take one of the trackers with him, which no one ever comes in time to help save him. Like he literally has to save himself this entire season and his friends. <laughs> and this is the same for what happens on Air Force One. Like he uses his quick thinking and the skills that he has acquired over one from his uncle, but then also like working with the agency and he's able to help free Sabina and take back over control of Air Force One, stop a mass casualty event, also stop potential wars and not die <laughs> all in the process. But in all of that, um, Yasin reveals and what we think is his dying moment, but we learned that it is not that I wrote it down. So let me make sure I actually say what it is. So he says, find the widow, find Scorpia. I put question mark Scott Peter, cause that's what it sounded like to me. I tried to put on the um, subtitles, but weirdly there were no subtitles for Yasin's entire like part it was weird but then there were subtitles later I played it multiple times there were no subtitles so <laughs> I put um Scott Peter because that's what it sounded like he said to me and then he said find out who you really are and we know that Yasin helped um save him because Damien was going to straight up kill him and Yasin killed Damien and saved Alex and that is because he had a friendship with his father so there's just a lot of stuff that Alex doesn't know and that's why I'm like I look forward to another season because then that's more like pulling back um finding some of these answers and also I think why I look forward to another season for the show is that they're smart about the number of episodes and the pacing like I get on here sometimes you guys know and complain about either how long a show or a season of a show is. We could have shaved something off like these eight episodes, they use these eight episodes and I didn't feel like anything was fillery. It all tied back and it was succinct and it worked. And I don't know. So any future seasons, if we can continue to do the same thing, <laughs> I will at least not complain about the length of the season. And we'll leave it at that. But Definitely a lot for Alex to figure out as far as connection to um, Scorpia. We do see because Mrs. Jones feels some type of way about how they treated Alex. She seems to be the only one <laughs> outside of like Smithers. And um, they help get papers to make 
Jack's guardianship of him permanent, but also give her dual citizen citizenship because she's an immigrant, which was super nice. Um, but like still Alex is young, so they can't be like, oh, welcome to the agency. <laughs> but uh, Alex has his own ideas of what he wants to do because he wants to get some answers. So like that was the whole story. I thought it was pretty solid. I do want to quickly talk about Jack because I she was one of the ones who I thought showed a lot of growth on screen um, for the character, but also performance wise. And Dan, fucking Dan, he... <laughs> I was so mad at Dan by the end of it. Like, at the beginning, I was like, oh, like, you see how Dan will look at Jack. Um, this is her coworker. And he'd be like, oh, maybe you can be something. Dan's kind of cute. Like, let's make it work. <laughs> and then you see him, like, covering for her and all of that. And then we get to the part th towards the end of the season where they're um, literally working down to the wire to, like, go through all the documents. And that's when she takes a phone call from Tom. And Tom is like, you need to do something to distract Damien so that Kyra and Alex can get out. And that's when she goes into his office and like, or, or I think she goes to Evelyn's office and sends out that email and then causes the whole like spin about, is there going to be a launch? Is the launch delayed? All of that. And Dan does not know this. He cannot 100% confirm that she is the one who had anything to do with that. But he still took his high telling behind <laughs> to their supervisor and made a complaint. I was like, oh my gosh, Dan, you literally, you were all the way up here. And in that one moment, you fell all the way down to the floor for me, like done, <laughs> so done. And I don't know, it's a sticky situation. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, your co it's, I feel like it's like a test that you, they would have you take when you, um, and this is, I don't know if they still do this, but like when you would apply for retail and they would give you like a bunch of like scenarios and you would have to like answer the scenarios. And like, this was one of those ones where it's like, if your coworker took a roll of toilet paper <laughs> from the bathroom, would you report them type of a thing? And it's like, in your mind, you're like, it's a roll of a freaking toilet paper. But then on test it's like, oh yes, I will report them because it's company property. Like, I felt like this was one of those moments where it's like, yeah, on paper you would report them. But like in your mind, you're like, I don't even know what this person went and did for sure. It's so like, <laughs> I don't know that I would say anything because I can't definitively prove that she did something. I think that was my biggest like thing with what he did because it's like, you just know she, that she left, she was on the phone, and she claimed she got lost coming back from the bathroom. That's it. You can't really tie her to anything else, so I don't know. But I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I need to talk about? I don't think so. I feel like we covered a lot <laughs> in this. Overall, again, I enjoyed the season. I thought the overall storyline was great. The motivation behind what Damien was trying to do to me was a little bit weak just looking at like how old he was when his brother died to how old he is in the show. But I mean, I guess if that's like the one thing driving you your entire life, then you become this maniacal person. <laughs> but I don't know. I thought it was a fun season, a great story. I'm excited to see potentially what we do in a season three. This hasn't officially been renewed 
yet the difference this time is so this is a UK show and for season one Alex Ryder dropped in the UK first in the summer and then dropped in the US um, in November this year season two dropped in both the US and the UK at the same time so we may get like an announcement a little bit sooner about if we get a season three I hope we do Amazon owns IMDb TV I don't really watch anything on there or like from IMDb but this show so I don't know it's weird but if they don't like can they just move it to prime because I still want to watch it and I know you guys still want to watch it so let me know your thoughts on season two of Alex Ryder you can DM me discord is still a thing <laughs> let me know what you thought and I will talk to you guys in the next episode that's the end of the episode thanks for sticking through it to the end be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currently building on instagram and at current on twitter also hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and i'll talk to you in the next one